Hey, here to remind you once again about our campaign that we're currently running called Two Pods a Day. You can follow Two Pods a Day on Facebook and Twitter. Basically what this campaign is, is all those indie pods you all know and love, or that you all don't know yet, but are hoping to know and to love, because love brings us together. Basically this campaign brings all of them to you. Every single day in the months of January and February, they are going to recommend two podcasts that you may not have heard of, but we know you'll love. Uh, what Were They Thinking is very proud to be part of this campaign, and we hope that you'll join in on the fun, spread the word, share the podcasts every day, listen to some new shows, get hooked, and enjoy. What's up, motherfuckers? How's it going? It's Brendan here from What Were They Thinking. You're probably wondering right now, um, Garbage Pail Kids? Didn't you guys already do that episode a while ago? And the answer is, yes, we did. But we're on a little vacation right now. Um, we didn't take one during Christmas, but if we were to record this episode, we would have had to record it on New Year's Eve. And quite frankly, no offense to anyone, but that was not going to happen. However, uh, for those of you who haven't heard our uh, Garbage Pail Kids episode, and for those of you that had, now's your chance to sit back, relax, or work, if you're at work, you know, However you, uh, whatever you do when you listen to these uh, podcast episodes. And just enjoy. As myself and my good friend and co-host Nathan tear apart one of the, uh, one of the, it was one of the worst movies we've ever done. Um, Garbage Pail Kids the movie. The only movie based on Topps trading card game. Or Tops Trading Cards. It wasn't even a game, guys. It wasn't even a game based on cards. Man, can you imagine if they made a movie based on playing cards? Who would play the King of Diamonds? Answer me that. I want an answer to that by next week. Alright, anyway, sit back, relax, enjoy. Listen to the Garbage Pail Kids movie. We will be back next week with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Uh, where they travel back to feudal Japan. That should be a lot of fun. All right. Enjoy. All right. So, I've got this idea. Uh, you know, these kids are going crazy for these, uh, uh, these, uh, these doll-looking type kid things. And uh, they're just going absolutely nuts. We got a trading card oh. line that's amazing, and I think we can make a movie out of it. Oh, you mean uh, the uh, Cabbage Patch Kids there? Yeah! Sure, let's go with that. Um, what we could do is we could get like, you know, five or six of them, and, uh, you know, they'll help this kid out. Uh, they're from another planet, that's why they look weird, but we're not really gonna explain it all that well. Look, really what we're gonna do is we're going to, um, exploit and, and, and cash in on some kids' allowances and some parents' hard-earned money. Because, I mean, really, that's what we specialize here at Topps Trading Cards. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I like your not explaining the backstory. I get, backstory's boring. Now, can I just make one request? Yeah, that's what these meetings are for. Well, I got uh, I got Marty in the back. He really likes... Uh, he, he writes music, okay? Okay. He's really good at it. Okay. He wants to put a song smack dab in the middle of the movie with absolutely no reason for whatsoever. Now, this is your cousin who got booted from that Broadway play, right? Yeah, but don't bring it up in front of Marty. Okay, he's just sensitive? Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, okay, we'll let him write. He'll do it for scale, right? He, he, 
You don't even have to pay him. Just, Whoa, just perfect. Don't, just don't bring it up. Perfect. Let's let's get him. Let's get this thing made. All right, we can put some people's names in it. My cousin Valerie, um, and then uh, you know I got another friend named Winston. We can use his name. I think they'll find it very complimentary. Yeah, and hey, we're in Florida, so why not an alligator? Exactly. Exactly. Let's get this thing made. <laughs> When I'm under pressure now The question always comes back to me What were they thinking now? Oh, what were they thinking? What were they thinking? And that's how Garbage Pail Kids got made. And fuck you for giving us Garbage Pail Kids the movie. Here's the thing. I was actually a little excited to do this movie because I had seen this movie when it came out on video as a child in 1987. It has lost every bit of shine that it once had. Every bit of goodwill was gone within the opening credit scene. They left it all in your fucking shine box. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, the, the first thing that gave it away, a Topps Chewing Gum production. <laughs> and I am terrified immediately. Oh. So. Well. Oh. Um, I, I guess I just thought a little fact we gotta, I, want, I want to mention before we get going with okay. this one. Um, so this is obviously a uh, kids movie. Yep. Now, I don't know if you... I did a little tiny bit of research. I found out that uh, one of the directors of uh, one of the Friday the 13th sequels was originally going to um, uh, direct this movie. And his initial idea, because he had no clue about the source material, was to do it as a horror film with dolls that had uh, that, that were involved in a toxic waste spill come to life and become murderous. So, and, like, kind of like Chucky, but without the soul transfer. Yeah. Okay. And the response was, I don't think you know what the source material is. To be fair, I, the source material itself doesn't lend well to a 90-minute movie. Uh, the the property is based on, or the, the movie, rather, is based on a property by Tops, which was a parody of the Cabbage Patch Kids. All the Cabbage Patch Kids were huge in the 80s. Uh, they were cute. They all had their own names. You got a little adoption certificate when you got one and stuff like that. They were the cute fad. Now, to appeal to the other kids, more like myself, who were a little messed up, they, had to, they created this parody line of trading cards where all the kids in the cards would look like Cabbage Patch Kids, but they'd be all messed up. Um, so, like, uh, some of the characters in this, Valerie Vomit, that would be a perfect example. She would look like a cute Cabbage Patch Kid, but she'd be all messed up and she'd be puking. Um, and, but she would still look like Cabbage Patch Kid. Uh, Alligator, all the characters in the movie actually lend really well to what you would see in the cards. But, the joke, as far as the parody and stuff goes, doesn't lend itself, doesn't go further than a, a set of trading cards or a funny image to look at. It'd be like if someone took a meme and turned it into... Oh, they did that with Grumpy Cat. <laughs> Wait, that was, they made a TV movie, didn't they? Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, with the voice of... Uh, What's-her-face? Uh, the girl from Parks and... Aubrey Rec. Plaza. Yeah. Okay, so it'd be more like if they took emojis and turned those... Oh, nope, they're doing that. No. Nope. Yeah, Patrick Stewart's yeah. gonna be in it, even. Yeah. 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 
The shit emoji's in it. I think he's the shit emoji, actually. <laughs> I, uh... Patrick Stewart can do whatever the fuck he wants. Okay, so... Get ready, because the Emoji movie is going to probably be a lot like this movie. Oh, it's going to be all over the place, won't know what it wants to be, and uh, it's just going to be awful, and it'll be on somebody's um, inner ear cast, or whatever they're calling it, you know, 20 or 30 years in the future. Stay tuned for that one. All right. <laughs> so, uh, let's just let's just jump right into this, uh, so we can get it out of our system, and we never have to talk about it again. Okay. Matt Nerd! Was that Pat... From Saturday Night Live. Wait, which what the kid? The Nat, Nat the nerd. No, just it oh, looked Nat, like it Nat looked like nerd. it looked like Pat from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> the the hair, the glasses, the voice, and everything. I just thought like, it, now that's obviously an original trading card, right? Well, they're yeah, they're uh, they're. I don't know if that was one of the specific characters in the trading set, but that's again, it lends to that. they just have to take uh, an unappealing personality trait of somebody and turn it into like can you imagine if they made it into a child's toy well and like holy crap they hit every single nerd like whoever created that nat nerd hates nerds because he that's <laughs> ogre from <laughs> from revenge of the nerds the uh the, the friggin the acne all over the face he's wearing a superman cape pissing his pants all pissing the time his pants, david yeah. arquette What's that? Oh, there you go. <laughs> David Arquette as Nat Nerd. There you go. Remake? That'd be fantastic. Let's do it. <laughs> Star Wars isn't fake! I gotta say, the opening crawl is pretty tedious, too. Because we see a giant garbage can in space. Now, this is the first sign that something is amiss. Because you get no mention of any sort of backstory after that. You don't see the garbage can land on Earth. No, it just appears in it's the in, curio shop. Yeah, it's in space, and then it's in the shop. And it, it's it's it, it's probably perfect that this movie opens with a giant garbage can. <laughs> oh, sorry, garbage pail. Let's you know what you're in for. I wanted to shoot myself every time they called it a garbage pail. I get it because it's garbage pail kids, which is based on Cabbage Patch Kids. But it's a fucking garbage can. Yeah. <laughs> so immediately you get like the the kids are out of the pail running around. You don't see them right away. You just hear them talking. Oh, wonderful. Somebody's watching them through a portrait, which, I, that was very Scooby-Doo. I didn't know what that was about. Yeah, that, that never comes never back. Never comes up again. No. Never. And uh, we meet um, Captain Fantastic or Amazing or what I get. Manzini. Manzini. And he comes in and, and they all jump back in the pan, in a pail and he puts a, a, a bell diver's helmet on the pail. That... <laughs> That'll hold them. Yeah. They... I'm Now, is there's like seven of them or six or seven of them let me see there was foul phil uh wendy winston alligator nat nerd valerie vomit greg the greaser i think that's oh, oh and, and messy and tessie. tessie so seven so so you're telling me that seven little people garbage pail kids couldn't push that diver's helmet off the garbage can i guess i guess not Oh, uh, and I, I, yeah, we, we just mentioned the names. I, I, something else that'll come up a little later, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'll put that on the back burner. But yeah, okay. Anthony Newley is in this. Anthony Newley. Now, what is Anthony Newley from? He is, man, the, the, the guy is not only an actor, he's also uh, a musician. He uh, wrote one of the James Bond themes. Um, he's been in good stuff. He has also been in some terrible stuff. 
Uh, he was on EastEnders, uh, BBC Soap or whatever. Uh, he's done really good things, but he, this this movie, I woof. He must have given him a dump truck of money. Well, like, has he done anything? Did he do anything good after this movie? I I hope. EastEnders. So. He got into EastEnders in okay. the late nineties before he passed away. So. Well, R.I.P.D. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's working for them. <laughs> Man, that's a, that's a possible future one too. Jeez. I have it on DVD and Blu-ray on 3D, so I will be more than glad to watch that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jeff so in that movie. so a diver's helmet is mm-hmm. going to keep them in a garbage pail. Yes, all night. Yeah, and yeah, and like it, it, it's so strange. Like even though the movie uh, starts like this, which like whatever, fine. Um, start your movie with them already there, but. They don't. They don't later go back and explain it. Really, they no. don't. I mean, there's a <laughs> plot revelation that's just insane later in the movie. Um, but there's no real explanation of how they get there no. or why they're there. No, for what purpose? Like what? What? It's it's like did they leave their home planet to escape a war or, or something? Was it like an Alf situation where it blew up? I I, I it's never explained. But uh, to be fair, again. The movie itself is not geared towards people who are going to put a whole lot of thought into the movie. In essence, this movie is geared towards uh, juveniles. Like, definitely, like, kids from the ages of, uh, I would say, 9 to 13. But like many kids' movies we've covered on this uh, here podcast, not that appropriate for kids. Well, actually, I do take... There's some parts in it that are maybe a tad inappropriate for kids, but... I do take umbrage to the fact that like all the gross out stuff that's going on in it is absolutely exactly what kids would want in a movie. They knew who they were uh, pandering to because, really, kids love gross things. Yeah, for sure. Boogers, uh, fart jokes, uh, poop jokes, anything like that, barf. Kids love that stuff. So you think that this movie is not going to sell like hotcakes to kids, you're out of your mind. Well, it it didn't. <laughs> well, no, it didn't. But I mean, I know like, what you mean. Yeah. It, but that's the thing. It got it at least in some way, shape, or form got something out of me because I rented it when I was a kid, and I can remember like all the kids kind of in my neighborhood would rent that from had rented that from the video store, and we had talked about it and thought it was the greatest thing ever because it was so gross and hilarious. Yeah. No, that stuff um, definitely. But I'm talking about some of the other like more adult themes. We're going to get right into that because the next thing we're introduced to is uh, John Aston's kid, Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. Not Sean. Um, from He was Andy on The Facts of Life, just so as you know. That's what he's from. <laughs> Him and Cloris Leachman. Power <laughs> acting team. Oh, if only Cloris Leachman was in this movie doing the voice of a garbage pail kid. That would have been awesome. <laughs> I'm Valerie Vomit. <laughs> Even if she'd been like a cranky old lady that they terrorized, that'd been that'd been awesome too. Oh, you need a cranky I suppose old... she wasn't like she wasn't like she didn't. I don't want to say old, but she didn't look as aged then because when she was on the facts of life, she just more looked more like a middle aged mom, I guess. Besides, if you want a cranky old lady, I think you know who the go to is. Charlotte Ray. Uh, <laughs> no, Clara I, Peller. I, I, I was thinking of. Uh... Oh, you you think those garbage can pale kids are bad? You know what? The ones I make are going to be worse. <laughs> I'm Valerie Vomit. 
<laughs> oh man. All right. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah. The the this opening scene with the uh, well, adult bullies. Uh, yeah. And those guys are clearly at least twenty five. Yeah. And Conservatively. That's gross because what's her face? Um, the girl who we soon meet, Tangerine, Tangerine yep. is fifteen. Is she? She is fifteen. I thought she was at least like twenty. I figured she was. Uh, well, I mean, for the. I, I figured she was at least 17 or 18 because she drives. Yeah. Do you want to hear something something else that's kind of gross? What's that? So our main character who we meet, Dodger, Mackenzie Aston, yeah. uh, was dating her at the time in real life. And how old was she? You say she was 15 in real life. She was... In, well, the ages are like... Are, close in real life 14 and 15 yeah but in this movie when i first heard that they were dating in real life during the movie i kind of oh, okay was... so she was playing she she was clearly playing older then yeah okay all right all right like she definitely saying. looked older she's definitely yeah well, very she's... very sexualized for a 15 year old actress <laughs> just a sign of things to come hey if they can uh... do it jody foster they can do it anybody <laughs> Well, at least Jodie Foster escaped out of it relatively unharmed. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, that dude shot a present for her, so. <laughs> that was nice of him. That was really nice what of him trying to impress guy. her. All right. So, yeah. Talk about these adult bullies. Adult bullies. Also known as uh, assailants. <laughs> Real psychos. Re uh, oh, yes, because uh, the hench girl, I didn't even get her name. Did she change, like, a couple times throughout the movie? Like, actors? It looked like it. There were a couple times I was like, that doesn't look like the same girl from before. I would not put it past this movie to do that. Yeah. But yeah, what does she say? She's like, those are my kinds of guys. Real, Real psychos. psychos. Hey, back off. He's mine. Yeah. <laughs> I originally, I thought that uh, Juice, the, the head psycho, was um, uh, the boyfriend, not Johnny Depp, from Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, you know who I thought it was? Who? I thought it was, uh, what's his face from Thrashing? Oh, um, I forget his name. The villain. Yes, the the villain who was kind of wanting it for his sister or whatever. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, the incestuous relationship Man. with his sister. We've start, We've covered some disturbing movies over. Over the short time we've been oh, doing. Oh man, this. I would watch Thrashing ten times. Oh, definitely. Watch this again. Definitely. Yeah. Um. So they they mug him, beat him up, and throw him in a ditch. And, uh, later, when he goes back to the store to get, like, some clothes and stuff, um, Tangerine shows up, and she even asks him about standing up to Juice, and he says that, um, if, you know, the last person who did that got poured into the East River. They're in California, aren't they? E yes. Is there East River in California? Because I, I think East River, when anybody mentions or name drops East River... It's always in New York. I believe that's correct. Okay. So that's to say that the last person that pissed off Juice, he put them in the trunk of his car, <laughs> drove, drove them across the country, <laughs> went to New York, and dumped them in the East poured River. Him, poured him. Poured him into the East River. So he, so he liquefied, liquefied the guy. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, this guy's he's not a, a bully. He's he a is real a psycho. Serial he's a real, a real psycho. psycho. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, this is an intense villain for a kid's movie. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great, though, if he had actually said the last person to mess with Juice, he liquefied, drove them across the country, and poured them into the East River? Oh, no, it wasn't Tangerino who asked him. It was, uh, it was Captain Manzini. Because he, oh, he shows yes. up, he's all wet and gross and stuff like that. Yeah, can we talk about the kind of weird relationship between 
Mackenzie Aston or Dodger and Captain Manzini. She's perfectly fine. Very uh, Marty McFly, Doc Brown to me. Yeah, because you remember the scene in Back to the Future, of course, where Doc Brown watched Marty McFly take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> but don't forget, there's a, he's surrounded by... Um, you know, uh, mutant doll children. Oh yeah, let me correct myself. <laughs> the scene in Back to the Future where Doc Brown and a bunch of kids watched, watched Marty take a bath. <laughs> um, Have I forbidden you to touch any of my treasures? <laughs> the well, line. the funny thing is, with that, that whole thing where he explains Pandora's box, uh, which is one of the few brighter moments uh, in the movie, it was actually the very first time I'd ever heard of the fable or tale of pandora's box as a kid okay so if this if this movie accomplished one thing it kind of turned me on to like you know uh greek legends and, and stuff like that so i could read like i could hear stories like about hercules and and pandora and all those nifty things it did nothing else for me uh it, it advanced my knowledge of of the world in no way shape or form after that other than introducing me to the le uh, legend of pandora's box there's also a part actually yeah i know i gotta say the scene where it's just him acting for a bit like and talking about uh like his various things he's got in his antique shop is probably the oh it's not probably it's the best part of the movie well like i said he is uh, a, a legitimately good actor and i won't even take away from uh, Mackenzie aston because i've seen him in a few other things like i said he was on facts of life and he's also done he's done work over the years, nothing big, nothing really leading uh, that anybody would really know about. But the guy is, I mean, his, John Aston's his dad, you know, and Sean Aston's his brother. I mean, there's some, like, inherited talent in that family. Like, the kid is a decent actor. It's just this movie, if you'll pardon it, is trash. Absolute trash. I will pardon it. <laughs> um, yeah. So... What do we got here? So the the kid is like he's swinging around a sword for some reason at this point, and he knocks the diver's helmet. He almost knocks the diver's helmet off the garbage can. That's when we get the whole uh, Pandora's the story box. Pandora's thing. box, yeah. Um, although when he says that, the way he says, uh, the way he says, "Have you ever heard of Pandora's box?" and I like how the kid goes, "I've never even heard of Pandora." <laughs> I took that as like a dirty joke. <laughs> <laughs> But, knew that it's a concept that it's it's somebody he hadn't even heard of her let alone her vagina that's yeah, right <laughs> yep that's the kind of movie well you know what you could be spot on it could be just a a, a joke that didn't land properly this, or was hidden for adults who might be watching this movie <laughs> I, I Mackenzie Aston's character is also this is this is we're about to see him get pretty creepy here because Tangerine comes into the store and he sniffs her hair. Yes. Like, and closes his eyes and uh, makes an kind of face. <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta think. Uh, he clearly doesn't have any uh, parents or anybody he wants to be around because he's constantly hanging out with Captain Manzini and uh, mutant children dolls. And he's longing after uh, a girl who's surrounded by psychos. So he's clearly he's gone. He's going through puberty with no roadmap whatsoever. So he's got no concept or idea of what you know how he should kind of behave uh, around girls. So they smell nice. I might as well smell them and get some euphoria, I guess. 
that's another thing that never gets explained. He's always at the shop. You never see him at home. Never. Um, the guy that runs the shop is always like, uh, it makes it seem like he always lets him in there whenever he wants yep. to the shop. I ne- you never see a customer. <laughs> Other than a juice and then who show up to rough him up. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been great if, because uh, like obviously when Juice shows up, it's kind of like, well, how the hell did he know? You know, it's that movie thing where someone just shows up and it's like, oh, we, I, I knew where you'd be, right? Yeah. And it's like, it would be great if Juice just showed up to actually buy antiques. <laughs> you just happen to see them there at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I'd like this, uh, this, this classic uh, straight razor. It, it would really complement my outfit. <laughs> hey, weren't you the creep who was uh, I am my girl earlier? Yeah, my little tangerine. Yeah. Hey! Uh, it's not Anderdice Clay playing Juice, oh, just so you guys my know. Wouldn't that be great? God. You know? Oh, uh, Ford Fairlane just walks in. <laughs> that would have been actually, um, well, considering what happens later, that would be really gross. Oh. If Andrew Dice Clay was <laughs> Juice in this movie. Um, yeah. So they show up and they kind of rough them up and we get a nice Three Stooges routine. Oh. <laughs> Which, yeah, appropriate for later. Yeah, and uh, they knock the pail out, oh, over. And uh, the ooze comes out and lets the kids out. We also learned that the other girl, who I don't even know her name. Again, I'm pretty positive that actor changed a couple times in that movie. But she has superhuman strength, right? Because she picks up a manhole cover yep. on her own. Yep. And then she also turns the dial for the, the bilge pump from the dog pound. Can we, they leave that kid to die. In, in sewage. In, in raw sewage. They leave him there to basically drown because they tie him up. Uh, did they tie him up? I don't believe they, they, they do. Either way, he is left unconscious did in, you, in in raw feces. Did you think that the other male psycho looked kind of like Billy Kidman? Maybe a little. Yeah. I got the Billy Kidman vibe, especially because the, there's a really unnerving part where they when they put him in the sewer. Um, Billy Kidman kind of gives him a look just as Mackenzie Aston is like, uh, what are you going to do to me? <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I will say this. I, I watched this uh, movie the other night with uh, Patty and when the girl lifted up the, the sewer, she immediately said, oh, sweet, the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and I was like, man, if only. <laughs> oh, cameo. <laughs> of course, we, you know, talk about the oh, better movies. The Ninja Turtles. They would actually would have hit. That would have been their debut year because it was 87. The Ninja Turtles and the Garbage Pail Kids team up movie? <laughs> <laughs> we just spent an hour and a half of the Ninja Turtles kicking the crap out of the Garbage Pail Kids. Get out of our home. Look at those little dudes. <laughs> Mikey, yeah. kick their ass. <laughs> Cowabunga. <laughs> I will say this though. Um, alligators hair is pretty cool. Can we talk about how one of the garbage pail kids is a fucking alligator? Sure. <laughs> absolutely. It, it, it's absolutely on par with what you would have gotten in your top trading cards. Oh, I know. But <laughs> watching the movie with no prior knowledge, and mm. <laughs> these are all supposed to be children, and then there's like, it's uh, Valerie Vomit, Wendy Winston, etc., etc., and Alligator. Mm. It's just a little throws you a bit of a curveball. See here with that, I think that they they went too far. I I will say that it would have been funnier or maybe more on par if he just been like looking like a Cabbage Patch Kid with like I don't know like like scaly skin. 
Like Killer Croc or something like that. You know, he's just a kid with a messed up skin condition. Maybe that's who Killer Croc was when he was younger. It was Alligator. <laughs> he was Alligator, the Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, man. Gar- Garbage Pail Kids or Suicide Squad? What's the worst movie? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, gar- Garbage Pail Kids, 100%, because at least Suicide Squad had that bar scene. The bar scene. In Suicide Squad? Where they're, they're, where they're all just chilling? Yeah. It's like the best scene in the entire movie. Alright. I'll give so. that to you. I mean, it did have two good performances, so that, that's, yeah. that's uh, a, a step up over this movie already. So the the, the, the Garbage Pail Kids, they rescue Dodger and take him back to the shop. Yeah. And they're horrifying. <laughs> Horrible. He wakes up to them. Horrifying looking things. And he barely reacts. Yeah. How come in this, how come in all the movies we cover, nobody reacts to things appropriately? <laughs> like, most of the time. Well, again, I think old Dodger's had a, a rough go in life, and he's in a situation where, uh, where a regular person would be horrified. He's just like, something else that's messed up I gotta deal with. Oh, artful Dodger. So we meet them all. And they get the most forced, hackneyed comedy bit. Oh. Like the alligator. Oh, it's Cousin Johnny! <laughs> oh, when he sees the stuffed, stuffed alligator. alligator, yeah. Oh, no! Hey, get back in the garbage. No way, man. That pail be jailed. Exactly. Yep. No, they're doing this annoying movie thing, too, where each character gets a line at a time. Yep. Uh, like in a circle. Ugh. It's, uh, I can't think of, I can't think of another. Oh, oh! Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. That's what happened in that movie, too. Right. Gene then, Simmons says a line, then there's another line, another... Oh, no, Gene Simmons ah! doesn't say a line. He just goes... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's the same thing. Then the ADR guy says something. <laughs> yeah. I, I should correct myself. None of the Kiss members talk in those scenes. So, yeah. So we get to meet all the kids in the, in the really terrible, hacky, forced lines. Uh, the captain finds out what happened. Uh, and then, out of nowhere, we get this sermon about ugliness. And yeah. how it's not physical. And, and he's given this really good, like, it's it's a, it's, again, it's an island of reality in an ocean of diarrhea. That's this, his stuff. That is uh, Anthony Newley in this movie. Uh, he delivers this really good speech about how ugliness is inside. It's not, you know, what you look like. Um, and, uh, and then he's like, oh, did you think, do you think they bought it? Yeah, he completely negates just, everything he just said. Yep, and they just throw it right out the window, which is so unfortunate. Which is weird, because he definitely says that again later and means it, but they, I guess they just wanted that cheap joke of like, Oh, they're ugly, get yeah. it? Well, because um, they're talking about how ugly they are, and um, even I think Mackenzie Aston makes mention that, you know, they're nice inside, or they're not ugly or whatever, and <laughs> Valerie Bomb's like, Wanna suck face?! Oh, yeesh. No, no thank you, madam. And at the beginning, they were talking in a lot of rhymes, and I was like, oh my god, if they're talking in rhymes for this whole goddamn movie... Yeah, we're done watching it. We're choosing something else. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so they give him some new clothes, and he ends up looking like uh, Dodger Amore. <laughs> he looks like Enzo from Enzo and Cass. Like, he's got like all this leopard print on his pockets and on the, the, the shirt and everything. It's like super gaudy and just awful. Is that after they watched him take a bath? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just left that out entirely. I didn't even want to talk about it. 
<laughs> well, we mentioned it before, but yeah. yeah, they watch him take a bath. It's 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 very strange. And oh yeah, oh yeah. During that scene, we learned that alligator likes toes. Yes. And we learned that Valerie vomits thinks he has nice legs. Yes. <laughs> Aren't these supposed to be children? I, well, no. That's it's never super clear that they're kids. Yeah. They're garbage pail kids, but because they because they're small like kids. But I mean, they're they're aliens or something. You don't know. You don't know if they're from an alternate dimension. I mean, you see the garbage pail spaceship at the first, but you never, like you said, you never see it land. <laughs> and of course, again, by spaceship we mean a giant garbage can in space with rockets on the bottom. That's it. <laughs> yeah. The critters had a better spaceship. <laughs> Oh man, I wish that I'd just been watching Critters. <laughs> so, um, Dodger goes out to go visit Tangerine and uh, he's peeping on her. He wants to bone her again. Like, super creepy. Super, super <laughs> Smelling her hair, peeping her through the window. Yeah. But and, she, she decides to t take him to the, the club where she's going to be selling clothes. <laughs> oh, man. But before that, she's like, look, I'm sorry Juice tried to, like, kill you, okay? Whatever. Like, what? You, you're going to harp on this forever? Like, get over it. <laughs> you didn't die. Jeez. Um, oh, yeah. And before we get to that nightclub, too, they drive for a long time. I, I actually have a note. How long were they driving? Because they it get the was car bright. Yeah. Super, like, noontime bright. Not even, like, 4 o'clock in the mm. afternoon. Like, it was, like, noon. Yeah, and then they cut to the next scene, pitch black. Like, it has to be 11 o'clock or so because they're in the nightclub and it's, like, you know, it's bopping in there. So yeah. it's got to be at well, least... It's it's bopping, but they're not. it's not in time to the music. <laughs> no. <laughs> so... You know the song. The song I looked in the credits. There, it's it's a pursuit of happiness song, and um, the people who are dancing to it are are dancing way out of rhythm. Like it, it, you could tell that there was a different song being played in the eighty yard oh. that pursuit of happiness song in. Hundred percent guarantee yeah. they did that. Um, so yeah, so her job, basically, well, her quote unquote job, making air quotes here, is selling clothes that she makes that she makes outside of dance clubs she makes a killing at it was that a, is that a thing that existed not to my knowledge but <laughs> you know i wasn't a club kid in 87 uh unless you count the burger king kids club you weren't hanging out with uh, michael alleg <laughs> <laughs> no back in the day <laughs> i was not a party monster <laughs> Um, yeah, she's selling clothes. Even at one point, this this girl's like, I'll take the one off the ba off your back. Sure, bra. Another, we get, not as creepy, because I mean, he actually, it's, it's it's one of the times where, he, where you're like, he's in over his head, and he he finally realizes it, because when she does it, he's like, uh, uh, uh. so either he doesn't know what to do, or he's like, he's confused or ashamed, or, you know, in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one way or the other. You know, he, he's he's in over his head as far as as, as dealing with this woman. Yeah, oh my girl. god, boobs! <laughs> but it makes me feel kind of creepier, while having learned that she was so young. I would I actually would have been I would have been better off my entire life if you had not told me that. Well, you're <laughs> Thank welcome, you, Dick. <laughs> um, so one of the girls like they're grabbing and she's like, "You got a bad attitude, Tangerine," and the other one's like, and she says like, "You don't even know the half of it" or something. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she makes makes a killing uh, out of it. Um, Juice shows up. Yes. Um, 
And Dodger is suddenly a uh, contortionist. Because he can get into the bag that she stuffed all the clothes <laughs> that into. That bag! That bag was not that big, right? <laughs> Maybe she repurposed the hockey bag, I don't know. It, I think they just used a different bag for that scene. Cause well, he they used a different henchwoman, so why not? <laughs> Man, somebody prove us right. <laughs> the, um, I, I just made a quick note. Uh, I didn't even notice this. The song I talked about earlier about the uh, the of Happiness song. Big, big man. Big, big man. Big, big man. Um, <laughs> and uh, they are dancing way out of step with it. Uh, and <laughs> it, then, okay, so... I wonder if they got, like, a really popular song, like, on set. And then they were like, oh, yeah, don't worry, guys. This movie's gonna be huge. We're gonna People get are gonna rights. love it. Yep. I don't know why I'm Donald Trump directing. This movie's <laughs> gonna be huge. It was the 80s, and it was a failed venture, so... Oh, shit. Do you think he ghost-directed this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Trump Towers presents Garbage Pail Kids movie. It, maybe that's where all the Garbage Pail Kids movies ended up in, like, you know, uh, in, in Mexico and, and Muslim-dominant countries. That's why he wants to keep them out and build a wall so that they, it never gets back into the U.S. Because he thinks they're all... Yeah, just, he just wants to keep the Garbage Pail Kids out. It's good that we can joke about his atrocities. Oh, He's a garbage person. He's a Garbage Pail Kid. Oh, New Garbage Pail Kid, Trump? <laughs> Trump Trumpy? Trumpster Fire. Oh. <laughs> no, uh, there's a movie with a character named Trumpy. Yes, Pod People. <laughs> Check it out on MST3K, it's awesome. Oh yeah, but just watch it through MST3K. Don't try to watch Don't, the movie. Yeah, do not try to suffer through that at all. Um, so, we go back to the, um, the curio shop where the kids are, are looking for their friends. And they're name-dropping. Yeah. If you didn't notice, if, if you weren't, uh, you just might be thinking they might be saying silly names. The names that they are actually using were Garbage Pail Kids from the trading set. And a banana and, like, the other ones and stuff like that. And they can't find them because they don't know where they're at. Because they, that pail be jailed, they've been in there for a while. Is Anna Banana a banana? Um... I, I can't even remember. Let me take a peek. Let's, you continue on, and I'll find Anna Banana and the Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> so, I think this is where uh, Dodger uh, comes back and tries to convince them to help him. Uh, well, they, they know that he's, he's, you know, after Tangerine. And I think Grease, Greg the Greaser is all like, Man, I know chicks, because all chicks be the same, because I know chicks. So Greg the Greaser was played by Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> Again, that would have honestly been perfect casting. And it's not like 86, 85? 87. 87. Oh, he was definitely doing stuff. Well, probably right? 80, it probably would have been made in 86. It came out in 87. Yeah, so I mean, Dice was around. Yeah. He was just starting out, but I mean, that would have been perfect. Okay, there's a couple of Anna Bananas here. Um, the first one is uh, a chimp. Okay, so it's one. a monkey. Uh, but there's also... Uh, oh, sorry, no, that's, this one here is Vanessa Undresser, but it's a banana. Yikes. That's unfortunate. Oh, <laughs> I could have gone my whole life without so, knowing yeah, that. So, yeah, Anna Banana is, is like a Monchichi. So, so Vanessa Undresser. I'm just na name dropping all these uh, old 80s uh, kids toys. <laughs> Vanessa Undresser was a banana, and Anna Banana was a monkey. Yep. <laughs> okay. Sure. Why not? Also, oh, there's another Anna Banana. It's a different one. Oh, healer! It's like it's that's terrifying. The, the sinew and muscle is showing. That's oh god. Okay, <laughs> that Anna Banana you just showed me, guys. Just to give you a visual, it looks like 
someone's ripping the banana skin off and crawling out as like this corpuscle <laughs> like attack on titan <laughs> yeah. anyhow oh, let's move on terrifying uh, to the ap- actual f rip off the what you get you notice that music cue when the kids are when the kids get out and they're going around there is like this musical cue that's kind of like axel f from Beverly Hills Cop, but oh. not. So it's not do 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 as soon as you get to start to recognize that that it's 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 the theme from Beverly Hills Cop, it changes just ever so slightly. And so, is this the musical number scene? Uh, no, this is the uh, the one where they steal the um uh, they steal the Pepsi truck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The giant Pepsi truck. Oh man, and, uh, and the guy with the boxer shorts, the hearts on the boxer shorts, which is somehow attached to the truck. By his, his keys. keys. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because they're like they they they're looking for their friends, and then they 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 go to get food or whatever, and like we don't have any money. And Greaser Greg the Greaser has a knife, implies yep. that they're gonna steal it at knife point. Yep. Um, they trash a they they trash a van, yeah. flatten it, no damage at all to the Pepsi truck, <laughs> completely flatten it like yeah. cartoonishly. Yeah. Um, and then and then when they take the when they get out of the Pepsi truck, they're like hey, the taste of a new generation. Yeah. Like, wow. Oh, no, we're the Pepsi generation. We're the Pepsi, Pepsi generation. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. the Pepsi generation. We're drinking Coke, by the way, today. <laughs> hi <laughs> Complete, like, a commercial in the middle of the movie. Yeah. And then they, uh, they talk about getting food, and Alligator wants to get toes, and Valerie or Messy Tessie says, You got a one track, but I got a fast track mind. So... Then after they have their uh, their little uh, out and about thing, um, they go back and they why are they making clothes? Because well, because reasons. We they're making clothes because Dodger wants to impress Tangerine, right? And show up with a real sweet uh, with a real awesome Michael Jackson shirt. jacket. Michael Jackson, Sergeant Pepper, big epaulets on the oh, everything. Lord. He even moonwalks. When he, he does. Yep. On. yep. Um. So they make him this, and you know what? Okay, it's hilarious because this is an '80s movie about quote unquote good fashion. Um, and. All of the outfits are so monstrously awful. Well, that again, that is that's actually a pretty prevalent joke um, in a lot of '80s movies uh, and and sitcoms because um, it was always like high fashion was just so ridiculous. Look at high fashion, Middle America. Aren't these people crazy? Why would you pay five hundred dollars for this when you can buy it at Sears or buy something at Sears or Walmart that looks sensible? So, I mean, you get, like, the big epaulets and, you know, the, the peek-a-brew uh, tops for girls, like, and, and like, the, the big shoulder pads with the one sticking up and the other is just kind of regular. And it's just, anyway, watch any 80s sitcom where fashion uh, happens to be a centerpiece on an episode or a movie or something like that, and you'll see just, like, the most ridiculous stuff because that in itself was kind of a joke, too. Yeah. And I, I think my biggest gripe is that just Mackenzie Aston looks absolutely ridiculous wearing anything in this movie. <laughs> well, yes. 
especially when he's got like the studded collar later. <laughs> yeah. Or the in the bow tie thing. So yeah, they make him uh, that that jacket. Yep. And he goes to again to see Tangerine. Yep. Juice is there, mm-hmm. and somehow doesn't see him. Well, he peeks in, and then uh, uh, when Juice goes to leave, he climbs up the ladder, and he's just like hiding up on the ladder. He's holding the ladder, and he's peeking to the side, and <laughs> but it's, Juice walks by, and then he climbs back down the ladder and goes it's, in. It's one of those movies, It's again, it's one of those movie things though, where like the character, in order not to see another character, have to like conveniently not look in that direction. Yes, like, it's very like they would have normally. <laughs> They would have normally looked that way. Yeah. But they have to literally go out of their way to make sure they didn't see him. Like, I wonder how many takes they went through. No, Juice. You looked at him. You looked you at looked, him. I don't think there was a whole... I think there was a lot of Ed Wood going... One and yeah. done. One and done. <laughs> well, this is a fairly small budget, I think. Uh, I don't believe so. No? Um, I have it noted here... Because I looked some of this stuff up oh, when I was tanked. watching it. Oh, I know that. It tanked huge. Uh, or maybe that was uh, something else. I'm gonna look it up now. I'll look the budget up. Let's keep going. I'm gonna look the budget up. Um, I'll just I'll just let it be silent. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we should just have these moments. Well, of, no, this uh, is and this silence. is the part where I'm I'm like almost positive that she's gonna molest him. Oh my god! Because she like almost has an orgasm when she sees his jacket. Yeah, she says. Wow, where did you get the outfit? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> but. She, uh, she basically, oh, yeah, because she's, like, doesn't she say, like, that makes you look older? Like, Almost 16, 17. 16, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, That's, that's about right. That's, like, your reaction to the Harrison Ford sex scene. <laughs> Hollywood <laughs> homicide. <laughs> Actually, no, well, it's not, it wouldn't be a success. It was a budget of a million bucks. So, oh, it's so- a pretty low, low budget, even for 87 standards. Uh, but it made 1.6 million at the box office. So this it movie at least made money back. This movie profited somewhat. Well, let's also not forget that there was probably marketing costs and stuff, and that's sometimes that's almost as much as the budget. Well, I, I have feeling that yeah, that that might have been the case. But I mean, to be fair, you kind of had all the a lot of the marketing kind of done for you when the movie had come out because the cards had been. That's true. A thing. They've been a fad for, for some time. Yeah, I don't think Tops would have charged them for that. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you want us to market your movie about us, you're going to pay us. <laughs> so, uh, he goes back and says, "We need you guys need to make more clothes. Uh, can I, and and he, as he's leaving, he offers, can I get you anything? And Alligator again says, I don't care. Make sure it's blood rare. Eesh. Whatever he wants, like anytime he wants to eat, it's got to be blood rare. I just it it I found it odd. He he asks for that when he's when he cereal says candy yeah, and cereal. cereal yeah. yeah, this is blood rare. Blood rare. Yeah, sure. Here's some cereal. Yeah. <laughs> well, he just wants toes. Yeah. And now this is where we get the musical number out of nowhere, just like, like a RKO. Hundred ah, percent. We did it. Just like an RKO, uh, vintage terrible movies. Vintage, vintage terrible movies. Vintage. What were they thinking? Oh, and it's the, it's, uh, it's it's. Oh God, we can't oh, do anything oh, while working with each other. Oh God, it's this the movie... most out of place, out of tone for the characters' song, right? Because we go from from uh, kind of like uh, edgy ish kids well, movie, yeah. to like Barney. Yeah, like, and, and these kids are supposed to be 
Uh, like, almost like, I guess if I can read into it, I really don't want to, but if you can read into it, they're more like, they're representative of, like, disaffected kids, uh, outcasts or misfits or anything like that, who, yeah, if you think about it, a lot of times, you know, weirdos and uh, offshoots of society do have a tendency to find each other and work together, they would certainly not sing a song like this about how they're working together and they can accomplish anything. Yeah. Um, they're also st <laughs> they steal sewing machines. They steal from, from a, a non-unionized sweatshop. sweatshop. They must have saved a ton of money on signs in this movie because every sign looked like it was hand painted by the same person or company. Yeah, world's toughest bar, non-unionized sweatshop, the uh, home for the ugly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that little plot thing. Um. So, well, actually, we should say that they're they're doing this because, yeah, Do uh, Dodger wants them to, wants their help to make clothes for... By Friday. By Friday to impress Tangerine so they can sell them at the dance club. This is the plot of the movie. Mm -hmm. this, Dodger wants to get laid yep. <laughs> by impressing her with fancy clothes. Garbage Pail Kids are almost in the background. Well, and... It's their movie, and they're barely part of the plot at this point. At this point. Yeah. Well, yeah. Later on, definitely. But. Because I have a feeling that this movie may have been cobbled together from other stories, and the Garbage Pail Kids uh, were from a different story. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah. They uh, they do that, and they... Uh, I don't know where they got the ATVs. <laughs> they got, like, two pristine Suzuki mini quad runners and uh, a wagon to tow behind one of them so they can all go out on the town. <laughs> I have no idea. Movie. Yeah, reasons, I guess. There's also a line, I forgot to mention this, but there's a line I really liked where someone said, uh, hey, and like caused a, uh, an issue with someone and the, the response was, yeah, tough toothpaste. Tough toothpaste, yep. Yeah, that's a good line. No, it wasn't. <laughs> So, the musical number has ended, and they we can all the put town. the gun down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the the kids split up when they go out on the town. A couple of them go to the movies, and another couple go to the toughest bar in the world. You know it's the toughest bar in the world, because that's the sign above the door. Well, they don't go the... They don't quite go there yet because first, don't they find a TV that they try to? Oh, they try to start up with uh, messy Tessie snot. Snot, yeah. <laughs> now it's broken. <laughs> Calling you on that code step. Every time you make that voice, you sound exactly like that nerd. Oh, I'm going here. Code step is a garbage fail, kid. <laughs> you just said that. He's on like a future episode. <laughs> He's coming back. So it's good. we're definitely going to have that confrontation. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, and that's, I guess, and that's kind of the way these they get shoehorned into the first part of the movie, at least. Yeah. You go back to the, you go back to the store, and they're doing stuff. And then they go out, and then they, they you get a kind of a break from Mackenzie Aston and Tangerine, um, him trying to impress her. But you, whenever they shoehorn the kids in, it's just for them to do gross things, which is exactly what they're supposed to do. Like, don't get me wrong, that's exactly what they're supposed to do in this movie. But it just, it's one of those things that after 20 minutes is like, okay, we get it, they're disgusting. Yeah, it's the same, it's it's like one of those uh, really bad um, 
Saturday Night Live sketches made into uh, Saturday Night Live movies. Like it's like yes. it's like it's Pat. It's yes. the same joke exactly. over and over and over again. Yep. Or uh, like uh, you know Coneheads or something. Yes. But um. Yeah, at this point, I just wrote, how does Manzini pay rent for this shop? <laughs> Magic. Customers. Oh, right. Magic money. Yeah, it, well, because we do have to operate under the idea that there actually is legitimate magic in this world because uh, he talks about it incessantly. And how else could you fit seven, while relatively small people, into that garbage pail comfortably? Being covered by a diver's helmet. Exactly. So there has to be some sort of legitimate magic going on. Because it's certainly not our world that they're existing in. It can't be. Because, first of all, uh, bars don't call themselves the toughest bar in the world, like, as a registered trademark, and, and get somebody to hand paint a sign and put it up over the door. Are you certain of this? Almost positive. They would at least spring for some neon, I think. I hope there's a bar somewhere in the world called the toughest bar in the world. <laughs> This is like Tanzania. <laughs> they serve nothing but apple teenies. <laughs> uh, where I'm losing the track here. Um, so the, yeah, they're they're going to the movies. Also, some of them are going to the movies, yep. and we get the Three Stooges as we uh, mentioned yep, earlier. Goes, yeah, uh, some short involving the Three Stooges and like ser serving what some customer thinks is a dog to them. Okay, they they have that. Li I don't know in the in the movie within the movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there seemed to be like a confusion. The, the, anyway, the customer thinks he's or he's eating dog. Okay, yeah. So, and they're oh my god, this this scene I was actually super annoyed. The the movie scene I had a hard time with. <laughs> the, the blowing of the popcorn and the sneezing and all that, and the, <laughs> the incessant talking. The extras acting in this movie oh. was awful. I hate talk. I hate talking in the theater so much that even like movies that show talking in the theater bothers you. Bother me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, when Messy Tessie has her popcorn, which by the way, she went to the counter to get popcorn and the person there was just like, okay, here you go. No money. No money. Yeah. Yeah. She sneezes and it barely tips over, but then you cut to the wide shot and it's everywhere. That's yeah, like a, a flurry of popcorn. And when the extras are getting up and, and like messing up their hair to get it out of their hair, doesn't that, didn't that look so like staged? Yes. Incredibly like <laughs> not, <laughs> not natural yeah. at all. And this is an, an, this point in the movie because we're seeing the kids really uh, as the focal point uh, of the action that's going on. This is where you start to see that the animatronics or puppetry that was used in this movie was subpar. Because there is sometimes there is little to absolutely no mouth movement when the kids are talking. I thought for a while, like when I checked this movie, when I uh, legally purchased it. Um, I checked the, uh, the mouth movement just to, just to make sure that the, it was in sync. And the first scene I skipped to was the where the garbage pail kids talking. And right there, I was like, oh crap, I have to get a, a different copy. This is, this is a bad copy. But then the pr people started talking. I was like, oh, okay. Nope, they're just I awful. I guess it's just terribly done. Yep. Uh, oh. so we get the, t then we get the toughest bar in the world, which, yep. uh, Alligator goes into. Well, and Windy, Windy Winston. Winston. Oh, he waiting outside in the. Uh... We should mention Windy Winston thing is he just farts a lot. Yes. And that's that's his thing. It comes it comes into play. Yeah. Uh, a couple times. Yeah. Uh, especially after the bar fight breaks. More out. more than enough time. More than necessary. <laughs> yeah. Because Ali goes in and he starts looking. You think he's looking at people's butts, like he's gonna bite their butts, and, and but no, he sees somebody with a sandal. Like first of all, open toed shoes at a bar called the toughest bar in the world. 
Yeah. Beside the point, he sees that, and then he chomps down on this dude's toe. And the guy looks like a big scary biker guy, and he is wearing some sandals that are not worn by big scary biker guys. And now here's where, if the movie was a little bit, well, a lot better. If the movie was a lot better, this whole idea of the bikers suddenly becoming allies with the Garbage Pail Kids would be kind of funny. Yes. Because it works in some things. I don't know. Oh, I don't know if it's... Pee-wee Is it Herman? Pee-wee Herman? Okay, Pee-wee that's Herman. what I'm thinking of. Um, also, uh, if for a Canadian movie, you were checked out Highway 61. Okay. The same thing happens in that movie. I think there's a similar thing in Billy Madison, too. Or not Billy Madison. Uh, Bubble Boy. Uh, yeah, the, the Wedding Singer is what I'm thinking of. Okay. Where they have that biker on the plane. He's like, don't talk to him that way. <laughs> or, oh, no, I'm sorry. That, that that has nothing to do with it because that was about Billy Idol. That was he was protecting Billy Idol. All that right, makes more sense now. <laughs> and my point is null and void. Okay, so uh, they get into a bar fight, and um, Wendy Winston comes to the rescue by farting. Well, first jumping the the uh, bike through the window, and it just kind of goes through the window and then it falls down flat. And then he jumps up on the bar and farts so loud that he blows the facial hair off the bartender. <sighs> also, these bikers are not like holy shit. A tiny alligator that could talk is in our bar. Like, yeah, absolutely accepting of that, yep. (laughs) Like, they're worried. There's even a point later where they're worried about... Okay. Alright. Hold on. I would accept this if the movie didn't later bring up a point where they shouldn't go out because they run the risk of getting caught. Mm -hmm. If that was just a thing where everybody just kind of accepted what they were and didn't react to it, fine. But because they do... Because they are worried about getting caught, people don't react to them appropriately for the most part. Yep. Except when the plot calls for it. Exactly. <sighs> so, yeah, they make friends with the bikers. And uh, Allie gets drunk. And I think Wendy does, too. Yep. Yep. Um, the the bikers drop them off back at the, at the shop. Yeah. And this is where uh, the captain kind of chews out Alligator because he's supposed to be, like, their leader or something. Yeah, that was bizarre. Well, here's... I was actually um, relieved a bit in what happens in this scene because normally uh, the bit of comedy that I was expecting to be there was not there. State your name? Exactly. I was also... I was waiting for that, and they didn't do it. Yep. Because every... every uh, Anytime you see that uh, in, a, in a lazy sitcom or something like that... Uh, again, especially in the 80s, uh, they would say, I, and the person would repeat, I, state your name, state your name, and they would say, state your name. They didn't do it. He's just alligator. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's like a, I think that's like an, even like an animal house type joke. Yeah. Yeah, like it's, it shows up everything. Yeah. Every Anytime comedy. you get a dumb character who has to swear to something, they do the I, state your name, they say, I, state your name. I was relieved, but I was also like, maybe the writer didn't know that joke. <laughs> Or maybe he was like, I'm better than that. Yeah, this is going to be one of those classy pictures. <laughs> now, where am I going to make her vomit? Because <laughs> she does not, she only vomits at the end. Thank God, though. I didn't <laughs> want to see that throughout the whole movie. I don't know. Uh, you, you, you say vomit, you got to deliver. Um, so this is where I think Juice and the Psychos are spying. And they see, uh, I think they see Greg the Greaser. Or no, they see Wit. Uh, Allie or Wendy, whoever's outside the shop, kind of stumbling Greg, around. Greg, Greg, it's Greg, yeah. And no reaction again. Yeah. But they're like, "Oh, what are those little things?" Mm. <laughs> like that's basically it. Like uh, we get a little like foreshadowing for them coming in later. Um, is this where we get the 
the montage of them messing with the sewer system? Mm, no. I actually have a, uh, a thing on that. Where was it? Well, we get the, the I state your name. Yeah. But I think after that's the montage, isn't it? I have a note that says, how did they know they were, where they were at? <laughs> how did they know? Oh, like when they were messing with stuff? Yeah, when they were doing that. Yeah, no, and... Okay, when they cut to... Oh, well, this is, again, this is a, a, a totally different world, because... I don't, I'm not real familiar with sewer systems, Yeah. but I'm pretty sure that um, if you go into the sewer and start turning knobs, one of them does not say hot tub. Yeah, or a dog pound. Do or, like, yeah. Um, also, when they cut to the hot tub, is he getting a hand job? Possibly. It sure looked like it, because he has a he has a look of uh, ah. ecstasy on his face, <laughs> and she's only she only has one hand above water. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, so the, if, if that's the case, that's, that's your montage. We don't have to talk about it. Because it, it forwards the plot no way at all. No, none, none of the people it just that shows, happens to are psychos, I don't think. Yeah, they, well, even if it was juicing them, it just shows them messing with it, and there's no repercussions. We're like, yeah. I bet you were the guys who put the poop water in our hot tub. Yeah, nothing. Or you were the guys who, you know, who painted the ceiling with toilet water and my friend. Like, nothing like that comes up, because that's one of the things that happens, too. Oh, and then <laughs> and Manzini comes back because he just like he disappears for like lots of like just minutes on end. I feel like that actor was like, "Look, you get me for three days. I'm Anthony Newley. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it for three days, and you just you better be ready because I'm coming in. We're shooting it, and I'm leaving." <laughs> I would not put it. I, 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 he might know which way the winds were blowing. He may have worked on this film for less time than Kevin Spacey in Nine Lives. <laughs> Well, on set. On, on set, set, yeah. Uh, uh, well, this is where we get the... He's playing the... He's reading the really black magic book. <laughs> yeah, he starts out with black magic and yeah. then really black magic. Yeah, and then... Um, he's trying to put them back in the pale. Yes, and this is where we're actually introduced to the concept of the state home for the ugly. Yes. Because he says that's where all the other kids end up. Yeah, so my guess is they crash landed and then they the got... state home for the ugly rounded up some of them? I guess. Hmm. Um, yeah. But then, you don't... Let's, let's not. Uh, let's, let's not, okay? Oh, no, I will bring that up later. Oh, good. Okay, okay. let's, let's okay. move on, because, right. um, we do see, you're right, we do see Juice again, and, uh, he takes the, he takes the money, um, from Tangerine. Yeah. And, uh, is, is her selling clothes an allegory for prostitution? <laughs> that's, that's... Is he the best her pimp? That's the best explanation I've heard. That's probably... Yeah, that's probably the PG version of that. Yeah. Man, I mentioned they had just gone all out and just made her a prostitute in this movie. <laughs> Don't worry, kids. She's a lady of the night. Well, it would certainly... Uh, you know, if she was... Yeah, it would certainly explain a lot of what she was doing to Mackenzie Ashton. She just sells, t she just sells kisses for coupons. Yeah, well, she... Crossed my heart, and oh, she's like that close up of her tit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, doesn't uh, she has like a, a kind of a, a? She doesn't kiss him, but well, you know, you know what yeah. I'm talking about. She kind of she kisses his like neck, mm. and it's a really like weird sensual. Yeah. yeah. This... They were dating at the time in real life. <laughs> that makes me ill. <laughs> Even though they're the same age, they don't look it. I have a note here. I don't know what this is from. I said, gross, he was just smoking. What? Oh, I think it was Greg the Greaser. Has, he has a smoke. Oh, At yeah. one point, it's like, that would not fly today. Yeah. <laughs> he also tries to have sex with, like, Valerie Vomit. I actually had, that is my note, gro were they just boning? Y y yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because they come out of a uh, uh, a closet or something, and um, guess what I don't. He has like a doctor's stethoscope where they were playing doctor. Oh. Guess what I don't need to think about? Garbage pail kids having sex. Boning, yeah. Ugh. That's another thing where, like, they're clearly not children. Right. They're getting drunk and, and they're having and sex. And having sex and smoking. Yeah. Maybe alligator and, like, maybe some of them are kids? I don't know. Foul Phil, definitely, because he's got that, he's a oh, baby. Oh, we haven't even talked about Foul Phil. He just calls everybody mommy? Yes. And he has terrible, stinky breath. Uh, Tangerine even gives him Banaka at one point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we learned that Tangerine is. Oh, you a, know what else uh, I learned from this coat. movie? Sorry, before we get oh, into sorry. that, farts break up the tension. <laughs> every time Wendy Winston farts, they make a note about, "Well, that broke up the tension." Do they say it every time? Not well. It, it, it's alluded to in some way, shape, or form. He says, "I had to break up the tension somehow." Another another time, they're like, "Well, that that relieved the tension." <sighs> Jesus. Mm, he had nothing to do with this movie. No. Nothing at all. They don't really factor into the plot all that much. No, I mean, Jesus had nothing to do oh, with this movie oh. at all. Oh, man. That could... that Just inserting Jesus into this movie. <laughs> Garbage Pail Kids, you are my sons. <laughs> I will lead you to the promised land. <laughs> this movie took a turn. Um. So, she... she when they, they lock him... Yeah, she turns coach. She yeah, locks she them in the... Which, like, is this movie... Is this supposed to be a surprise? I, I thought like because I thought this I movie think it, it was like, this, it was it was it was it was a uh, uh, Sarah Palin double rogue. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> I could see Russia from my house. <laughs> yeah, she um she, which is supposed to be a surprise because you you're thinking she is like she's friends with Dodger and you she's gonna she's gonna turn against Juice and she does not. No, but like I never thought that she would. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because like even. Earlier on in the movie, you see traditional storytelling would dictate that, though. Yeah, yeah, that's another weird thing. Yeah, but I get, I also get why they didn't because of the whole message of uh, ugliness and all that stuff. Yeah. So, which they actually do make a, they do drive that point home at the end quite nicely. Yeah, it's like one of the only things they do right in this movie. (laughs) Um, yeah, and she locks them in, and she does the the she sticks the key or whatever in her in her bra. Her boob. That's clearly her favorite well, tip. Well, in her boob. <laughs> right? In the, in the whole, like, in the bra or the strap by her boob. Wait, wait. Rewind. Did you say that's clearly her favorite tip? It's clearly her favorite tip. <laughs> Everything gets done there. She crosses her heart. She puts the key in the, like, next to it. That's her favorite boob. Yeah. I felt better making that joke last night, though. <laughs> when, I, you, I, when you knew When I did not 18. know she was 15. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, too. I'm watching, I'm like, wow, they're, like, really, uh, she's dressed really, like, suggestively. And then mm. I looked at it later, and I was like, oh, yep. Yep. no. Yep. Uh, <laughs> this movie was made in, uh, 1990, uh, guys. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, and this is where Juice commits robbery with knockout gas? I didn't notice the knockout gas. They had, like, gas. They, they sprayed them. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, you just see... Juice goes up to the where the Garbage Pail Kids are... Uh, well, we should note that the, there's a big fashion show. Yes. And basically, they made all these clothes for the fashion show. And she freaks out because she sees the Garbage Pail Kids, mm. uh, Tangerine. But she's like, oh, okay, make all the clothes. <laughs> yeah, she's cool with it once she realizes that they, they, they can make some clothes and for she it. is a bitch Exploitive. Them. Absolutely 100% exploitive. Like, this is... This, they're, they're sweatshop workers at yes. this point. 
And yeah, so she locks them up because she doesn't want them to go to the fashion show. It's the key and the tit. You know what? I kind of felt sorry for them at this point in the movie. Well, you're supposed to. Yeah, no, so but you're I a mean, good person, like, Brendan. <laughs> no, but I mean, like they're 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 horrible in the rest of the movie. <laughs> but at this point, I was almost like, you know what? That's kind of kind of shitty. Yeah. But yeah, she locks them up. She gives puts the key in her tit. Then she gives it to Juice. They make out. Which this is where it's gross because how old is that actor? Yeah, he's not fifteen. No, no. It's like um, I don't know if you're real familiar with the cinema classic Teen Witch. No, <laughs> but there is a there's a, the lead girl in that movie was fifteen when she filmed it. Her romantic lead is twenty five. Okay, and they have like a, a scene. So I won't be watching that movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> disturbing. Um. So yeah, he 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 turns him into the state home for the, the ugly. ugly. And they pay him off. Yeah. Like a bounty hunter. And apparently ugly is a capital crime because they're going to kill them. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and then, oof, some of the other people that are in there. Oh, yes. Um, too weird. So. It looked like Weird Al. Well, I thought that was like, I thought that was kind of like a homophobic thing. Oh. Because the guy, it clearly looked like they were doing a stereotypical, like, gay thing. Oh, and they think they were, they didn't have enough sack to put too queer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. I just, just I just saw the, the the big glasses and the and the frilly hair. Oh, I was like, okay. I thought he's Weird Al, right? Yeah, Weird Al did not do a cameo. That was not Weird Al. No. He's like, oh, I'm gonna pass. But then Gandhi's there for being too skinny. Santa's there for being too fat. Not a fat Santa Claus, by the way. Uh, too crippled. That was that really oh. made me kind of like, no, that's not cool at all. How is that a and and how is that like an ugly thing? I don't know. Like. Too hairy. Don't, don't get me wrong. There were a lot of disabled people who were put into like institutions and uh, homes yeah. and stuff like that years ago. Years ago, uh, and even still, up until into the eighties and stuff like that. But they weren't put into the worst cages in the world, uh, which anybody could have broken out of. Yeah, and they weren't stuck a sign on them like a zoo animal saying that they were too crippled. The the, the movie really goes off the rails in at this point. <laughs> Just now. <laughs> No, I mean really goes oh, yeah, off the yeah, rails. For sure. And like I like how they have this nice cell just prepared for the garbage pail kids. Yeah. What are they what is theirs? Too gross? Yes, they were too gross. Too yeah. gross. Yeah. But you know what? You can keep those guys there. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is, is probably shouldn't be there. But yeah, they, they, they could probably stay there. <laughs> kill them, but I mean, keep them away from society. <laughs> Don't let them intermingle with folk. The state home for the ugly workers are the heroes of this film, right? <laughs> Well, until you find out that uh, ugly is a uh, capital crime. <laughs> yeah, because they're going to kill them. They're going to crush them in a trash compactor. Which, why haven't they done that to all all the other people that are there? Well, I don't know. Um, but um, when they do get rescued at, that, at one point, uh, because Captain and uh, Dodger show up to help rescue them, um, Dodger's like, let's find the other kids. And the Captain's like, Oh, we were too late. That garbage truck that came in, and then they're insinuating that the other kids that we don't see were alive, but were killed just moments before they got there. Oh my god, I didn't even catch on. Mm, I caught that. So they killed the other garbage pillars. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. That makes more sense now because I was gonna mention, I was gonna say, where are they? Because I thought they would have shown up in this scene, but I didn't. uh, I didn't catch that. I thought the too late thing was they were. He just thought they were too late to save them at all. Mm-mm. Wow. Dark, dark movie. Yeah, real dark real turn dark. on that one. It's the only part of the movie where I'm legitimately like, that's not a kid movie. <laughs> I think they're crushed in the trash compactor. That's, yikes. Let's go to the fashion show, because that's this really the, the final act. Why? 
how stupid is Dodger to think that Tangerine would want anything to do with them <laughs> from the beginning? True, um, but to be fair, again, I don't like the kid has no, he's got no map. Like he's got no roadmap for puberty or love or anything like that. He just knows that he likes this girl that looks and smells pretty, so he'll do anything for her because that's what she would want. Yeah, that is true. Um, so yeah, we get the fashion show. She's obviously super like controlling of all her models. Yep. She also hears that there's a full house, and she says, "Well, that's a start." <laughs> it's just a start. Yeah. Oh, while that's going on, the the couch pad or garbage pail kids. <laughs> Can you imagine the garbage, the couch patch kids being in this movie? That'd be fantastic. Oh. Anyhow, they go and they're rounding up their friends from the bar to help them. And they go to the bar and they're like, "Oh, we need your help!" And everybody in the bar except for two people. Oh, Get two. up and leave. The other two are just like, whatever. I don't give a crap. I, I, I think that's some poor extras directing in that in that case. Yeah. Everybody leave. Uh, no. No. I want, my, I want to finish my drink. So, um... Okay. So... <laughs> fuck this movie. Fuck this movie. <laughs> so back, to the, back to the fashion show. I, just, I, was, I had a note that said, two barflies don't give AF. Did you catch the name of Tangerine's line of clothing? Because it's fairly long-winded. Yes, I actually have a note, kind of wordy for a uh, for clothing line. Clothes to wear when one simply doesn't know what to wear to occasions to in which it doesn't matter what one wears. Right. Um, think of Tommy Hilfiger is a little more snappier title. Yeah, or even Tangerine Dream. Ta oh, snap! I, would, I think there's a trademark thing in there, but I mean, like, still, it would have been snappier than what they had. <laughs> so yeah, they could have paid for it. They had a million dollars. Yeah. Uh, so all things kind of start breaking up at the, uh, fashion show. Yeah. And also Dodger has this t bow tie on that kills me. It's like this sparkly bow tie. And it's like around, it's like a Brutus Beefcake American Males type Chippendales bow tie. American Males. American Males. American Males. Sorry. That's not. <laughs> Watch into the theme Let's song. talk about Brutus Beefcake and his bow tie. Well, because somebody actually wears his pants in this movie too. The henchwoman. Has oh. a pair of pants on that have like the cut down the side with the the peekaboo patch on the side. She looks like Bruce Beefcake. <laughs> peekaboo patch. Oh, see skin. That's why it's you called. Might, you might call it a cabbage patch. No, I would not. Oh no, uh, that that's alluding to something else. Yes, you would you would see her cabbage patch, and that that, that would not this, that would not be a kids movie. Be a weird thing to throw into this movie. Yeah. So we have yeah a big scuffle at the fashion show because oh Phil gets a rock bottom in. Oh yeah, because the garbage yeah because the garbage pail kids uh, escape yep. with the bikers. Um, they start wreaking havoc at the fashion show. Foul Phil does a rock bottom. Yeah, when um, uh, Juice he figures out that, they, that his plan has been torn asunder, and uh, he has to take matters into his own hands. He breaks off a board off a piece of set, uh, and he's running with it, and then. He's running into the, the melee or the crowd where everybody's like kind of things are falling apart and uh, for some reason women are wearing bikinis as underwear. Uh, Foul Phil just turns around and just boom! Rock bottom! Rock bottom! Rock bottom! Juice right onto the stage. And I believe Dodger does a uh, uh, a springboard senton. Oh, yes. There is, there's a one point in this uh, during that fight scene where you can clearly tell that that is not Mackenzie Aston doing the fighting. Like you see his face, it is not him. Whoa! You're telling me that they use stunt people? Yeah. 
And then, okay, then there's another thing in this where, uh, before they get into the, the fracas, where, um, Juice is talking on the phone, and he's talking about, yeah, when, it, when uh, as soon as the product gets across the border, get into the warehouse. Is he dealing drugs? Oh, yeah! It's not spoken of. It's not a thing before, it's not a thing after. Well, here's another thing. We talked about the clothes being, like, prostitution. Maybe it's also, like, maybe it also could possibly be an allegory for drugs. Okay. Or human trafficking. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Who is this juice? This is, remember, this is a guy that travels, who will travel across the country <laughs> to just to liquefy someone in the East River. River. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, his head's not on quite straight. No. Uh, and but this is where we do get um, Dodger pounds the shit out of him. By the way, yes, like beats the ever loving yep. piss out of him. Uh, w- uh, Wendy Winston uh, cuts a fart to clear the room. Yeah, which relieves the tension, and he is feeling that fart. Oh, he's like, like you can see it in his face. He's like, ah, oh, I've been. Wo- <laughs> I wish you guys could just see the face that Nathan made for that. I think fart. the voice that I gave goes along. <laughs> it's 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 clearly his own face. Oh yeah. It's it's his best it's his best part. Yeah, and Valerie vomit finally vomits. <laughs> they 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 tease it through the entire movie, and then she finally and all over everybody. And not only the vomit part, I thought wasn't even the most disturbing part. The most disturbing is that they used like the puppetry work when it's vomiting. Mm. It's like it, it's almost like they had a specific Valerie vomit puppet or not puppet. Yeah, they really would have shot it absolutely last. Yeah, and like yeah. a Valerie vomit. Vo- uh, vomit puppet just for that scene because yep. it she looks not the same. Well, that makes sense because there would have been some place to hide the mechanism because there's a lot of vomit in that scene. Yeah, yeah. And the people just the people that she vomits on just kind of take it. Yeah, They're like oh no. Oh. <laughs> and the fight between Dodger and Juice is at first a very super awkward fight with just a lot of rolling around so much so that they cut the the tangerine. And she's like, Ugh. like it's <laughs> awkward for her to watch. Yeah. So the fight comes to a close. Dodger and the uh, Garbage Pail Kids ruin the fashion show. But then Tangerine tries to, uh, I guess, hook up with Dodger by saying, hey, we'll just, no, not hook up with Be friends and do fun stuff. Yeah. And he's like, so he, so, uh, what's the word for it? Friends with benefits? I guess. Sequel! Anyhow, but you get, they drive home the point where he even says to her, sorry, no, I I don't think you're pretty anymore. Yeah. Not like you're... Meaning that she's ugly inside. Me, yeah, not like you're a piece of shit turncoat. Like I said, that's that's the one thing they were man- they managed to drive home that point properly. It's the one thing they did correctly. They kept the it throughout. The only, the only misstep was Captain Manzini saying, do you think they bought it? Yeah, because they are fugly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, they are ugly. Also, you should know throughout all these scenes... Uh, Manzini is still trying to figure out a song yes. to magically send them back into the pail. Which, again, why bother? Because no one seems to react to them. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> and they've they've dismantled the State Home for the Ugly. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. what are they worried about? I don't know. And he, but he, his idea is that he's going to play their song, they have a song apparently, backwards, uh, and that'll send them back into the pail. It does not work. The kids kind of tip out. They just take off! Yeah. And for some reason, he's drawn to the pail and gets his gets his ass stuck in the in the garbage pail. Whoa! For reasons, I guess. <laughs> reasons that 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 you could the whole movie you could just say for reasons. Yeah. And then they that's it. That's the movie. Uh, the they they take off on their pristine Kawasaki quad runners, 
and they cut to the credits, which is the Garbage Pail Kids, like, song. You can be a Garbage Pail Kid too. I don't want to be. Well, here's the thing. The, the movie, uh, or the song itself, when you listen to it, is basically saying, uh, if you're disaffected, if you're an odd person, if you don't fit in with normal society, hey, don't fret. You can be a Garbage Pail Kid. I don't think they're sending the right message. If, you, if, you, if they were saying, like, uh, if you're odd or you're a misfit or you don't, you know, go along with societal norms, you're one of us. We're family. We'll stand beside you. I get that that's what they were kind of doing, but essentially you're saying that if you're not kind of societally normal, you're a garbage person. Yeah. So, but don't worry, because you could be with the garbage people. Yeah. You're, you'll just join in with the garbage people. So the, the, the message that they're trying to get across is there, but it falls flat because of the way it's delivered. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. Oh man, all these wrestling news sites are terrible. What's the matter, young lad? Ah, Mother Superior! No, don't hit me! Uh, I mean, I I can't find a good wrestling news site. A good wrestling news site? What's... What's so good about a good wrestling news site anyway? Well, I just need a place where I can get all the, the backstage news and rumors and scoop. All right. Don't hit me. I listen. left the orphanage a while ago. All right, listen, Billy's younger brother. I'm not going to hit you this time. Oh, thank you. But I will tell you about a great wrestling news site. Okay. It's, it's, it's not terrible like the last one, right? It's not terrible like the last one. It's called WrestlingNewsWorld.com. You can get all the latest wrestling news, spoilers, results, all the news from all over the wrestling world. That sounds great. No, you know, it, yes, but you know what? what? It's not going to sound great if you still if you keep up with that mouth of yours. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, again, I left the orphanage a while ago. Uh, if you don't leave, I'm going to tell my parents. I have legal precedent over thirty-seven states. Get back here! Oh! Stop hitting me! <laughs> WrestlingNewsWorld.com. So, in other words, this movie gets a five out of five. Oh, fuck this movie! Why is so? Why the credits? Why is Greg the Greaser the first one credited? Did you notice that? It was like featuring so and so as Greg the Greaser, and then the rest of the credits. I did not notice that. That maybe was odd. Maybe was he a was it a famous little person actor? No, no, no Warwick Davis in this one, folks. Okay, well there you go. So that was Garbage Pail Kids. So, <laughs> who is this movie for? Kids, I I, I get that the Again, kids... Again, 9 are, to 13 year olds. Yeah. Um, who like gross things. Anybody who... Anybody who likes gross things and doesn't want to think a whole lot. So, I gotta say, this, uh, this Trump, film was... Donald Trump. That's for Donald Trump. <laughs> this, this film was given to us by uh, Jerrica, who's been on the podcast before. And uh, Anthony... Somebody else suggested too? Anthony is yeah, well, okay. friend Anthony. Um, so, thanks! Yeah, I guess. 
Uh, it, we will say it was not the worst movie we've watched for no, this podcast. And it wasn't awful to get through. Like we got, okay. I got through on a it. scale of uh, Shark Boy, uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl to Judgment Night. Yeah, where would you rank it? <laughs> Somewhere in the middle, probably. Really? Maybe towards Judgment Night though, because like it's not, it's it's terrible. Don't get me wrong, it's mm. an awful movie. But as for watchability, it's not that unwatchable. Yeah. It's I I, can, I got through it. I oh, wouldn't recommend okay. it more than once. <laughs> I, I if you if you haven't seen it and you're intrigued, uh, I would say tread at your own peril. Uh, it it could be fun. It could be a like why did I waste my time? It is only about an hour and a half long, so it goes yeah. a good clip. It doesn't take a whole bunch of your time up. I would say there's enough insane things to be to like keep you enthralled. Yeah, where you'll just be like, wait, what? I had a nice, I had a nice uh, you know stiff drink while i was watching it so that helped a fair bit (laughs) so but you know what as we always say don't take our word for it don't take a word for it Because this film has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> not a, not a positive review to be found, unless you managed to find one. I no, I'm did not. So okay. I'm, what we're gonna do is we're, I'm just gonna get I'm gonna bring up the rot at Rotten Tomatoes right now, and we'll uh, we'll go through some of the uh, the more um, I guess uh, glaring reviews. <laughs> well, what I want to read it's got a 27 percent audience rating though. <laughs> so fuck you guys. I guess that. <laughs> And apparently it's it's on Netflix, but maybe only in the U.S. Cause... I don't think it's on. I couldn't find it here. So yeah, maybe only in the U.S. US. Oh um, shit! We just gave away our location. I think we've done that before. <laughs> I, the, the, uh, yeah. Um. One I want to mention right off the bat is from I don't know who this person is, but it's like Stefan Berger Stephenson, mm. and his review is. At least there was never a movie about pogs. <laughs> <laughs> Here's uh, from Cine- Cinema Crazed. Uh, it's a terrible, terrible movie, but one that oddly warrants at least one viewing for the masochistic and morbidly curious. That's fairly apt. Yep, that's about right. Um, indisputably bargain basement, aside from the casting of Mackenzie Asson. Now, I do have to take umbrage with that because... Uh, Anthony Newley is a, a pretty great actor. Yeah. Um, eFilmCritic.com has a weird one. It's only weird for the for the last line here. Okay. They say you wouldn't expect you wouldn't expect high art from a title like this, but who boy, what a stinker! In parentheses, okay, the puppet work is pretty cool. What? No, it is not. What? That's like the worst part. Yeah. <laughs> TV Guide, uh, when that was a thing, said... What does it say? Airing Wednesday at 9.30? A stunningly inept and totally reprehensible film. Woof. Woof. Um, the, the New York Times says, The Garbage Pail Kids movie is enough to make you believe in strict and faraway boarding schools. <laughs> or I guess a, a state home for the ugly, I guess. And they also say, Truth in titling here, folks, but I give, I give them one star... For just trying to tackle this concept cinematically, because like I said, it does not it does not lend well to a ninety minute movie. No, um, barely. Was it a cartoon? 
Funny you should say that. It was a cartoon that it didn't... It, it I think it got aired once and then got yanked immediately because it was as reprehensible as this and it was essentially a commercial for the cards. Oof. There was no... So uh, parents weren't having it. That actually... That... Um, that cartoon often is uh, kind of the, to blame or at least it's pointed in the direction of why um, education... Uh, educational elements in Saturday morning cartoons had to become a thing. Okay. Because they made such a big deal about uh, the Garbage Pail Kids uh, cartoon. You can get the cartoon, you can watch it online somewhere. I'm not telling you where because I'm not going to be a part of that. Uh, <laughs> but it is it is absolutely dreadful. It is awful. It is, awful. It is unlawful and we don't uh, endorse that practice. No. So there you go. Don't take our word for it. There's a lot oh. of people who hate this freaking movie. Now, there is one other thing I wanted to say about this. It's not a direct review, but there is a reviewer uh, named Clint Morris okay. of MovieHole.com. Okay. Now, he gave this film one out of five stars. I wasn't originally going to read it. I was like, whatever. But I looked at some of the other reviews he's done on Rotten Tomatoes, mm -hmm. and there is hardly there are hardly any negative reviews. I'll tell you ones that he liked. National Lampoon Presents Homo Erectus. I've never seen that. Babylon AD. Big Stan, starring Rob Schneider. Right. Paul Blart Mall Cop. 2012. Ooh. So these are all movies that he gave like four stars to. Wow. And this one, he gave one out of five. Like, that lets you know. That should tell you something about the quality of this particular film. Mm -hmm. But I think we have a, we have a little a little hint of Rooney for our next, uh, next yeah. uh, episode. Uh, yeah, you can stop doing that. I, I, I'll, I'll definitely... <laughs> We're in the same place today. <laughs> so I can literally punch him in the face. In studio. Um, okay. Uh, hint for the next one. Okay. What a cast. Why this movie? There you go. Figure that one out. Yeah. So. Is that, is that about wrapping it up for us? That's about the long and short of it. Yeah. You know, the other... Any other questions or concerns? Well, I mean, I, 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 I you look like you got something you wanted. It, do me. I have a question or do you? Well, have a I question? mean, I mean, I, I do have some legitimate questions. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought you, I'd give you the floor to hear any of your grievances. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess. Um, I guess I'm just wondering. What's that? Uh, in a film where the puppetry can be best described as a bozo Jim Henson. Mm -hmm. Um, in a movie where <laughs> Mackenzie Aston sniffs girl's hair, is a peeping Tom, right. and wears Michael Jackson jackets. Okay. In a film where in which the state home for the ugly, uh, there is a state home for the ugly. And they crush people to death. And they crush people right. to death and imprison Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there's so much more, but I guess I just have to ask you a question. What's that? What were they thinking? Hey everybody, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from, from Movies. And tonight, tonight, like every night, we bring you <laughs> questionable movies and pass the lessons that we've learned on to you, as well as we go over some great beer and funny third thing. Yes, we're excellent beer reviewers, and as BJCP certified beer judges, we sort of know what we're talking about in regards to that. The movies? Eh. <laughs> 
<laughs> so if you want to hear us talk about uh, odd movies and uh, is he talking about BJing, Woo! Uh, listen to us at eilfm.podbean.com. That's everything I learned from movies.podbean.com. Hey, honey, are you ready to pop that top? <sniffs> Woo! My top! Hi, I'm Ellen, and I'm scared we exist in the Matrix. I'm Jaslyn, and I'm bad at ad-libbing. <laughs> and you're listening to... High Expectations, the promo. For our international listeners, you can appreciate our cute New Zealand accents. For our local listeners, you might bump into us in the street three times in the same hour. Our podcast is about pop culture, sexuality, relationships, interesting hobbies, banter and ragging on each other. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, or anywhere you might like to find podcasts. Yay, please subscribe. Goodbye. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie out, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might need something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.podbean.com. All of them in one place for you. So you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the Defenders. Uh, but I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. So I was out with this girl the other night, and she said that she hated Star Wars. Can you believe that? I could top that. My latest date told me he didn't like black and white movies. What? Do you have a movie deal breaker? Is there a film you love so much that if your significant other didn't like it, it would be Splitsville? Well, we're dating hosts Greg and Lauren, and in our podcast, Movie Date Night, we introduce each other to our favorite movies and see if our relationship can survive. And if our partners appreciate the movies as much as we do. Find us wherever podcasts are available and follow us at Movie Date Night on Facebook or Twitter to talk movies with us. Hi, I'm Phil. Oh! Did someone just, did someone just sign off of AOL? I'm Paul. I really don't have a lot on this. Oh my god, this is, this is rolling off the rails real quick. And I'm Dennis. I, I am so mixed up today, just don't even listen to me anymore. And together we are... Voltron. Well, no, not Voltron. We are useless debates in pop culture, a weekly, or we at least try to be, podcast that allows you to pick the winner. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. By the, no means, the a internet lamp. strikes again. Yeah, for sure. We will debate anything. So, if you want to hear debates on such useless topics as best Val Kilmer role, Tombstone, Tombstone, or best movie soundtrack, American Graffiti, or the most successful former boy band member, JT, then tune into our show. Your podcast is so well named. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, Podbean, and Google Play. And our website, uselessdebate.com. All right, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Noelle Heil, the host and creator of Heil on Life, the podcast where I talk one-on-one with people who inspire me. My guests come from all walks of life different jobs and careers, and they all have different motivations that have helped them throughout their lives. I find their stories fascinating and hope that you will too. To learn more, find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube, Tumblr, 
and Libsyn. And remember, we may have similar stories, but our journeys are all our own.